let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, Dulles Airport. It used to be in the middle of nowhere, but 21st century suburban sprawl caught up to the Space Age Airport a while ago, and now the metro is following suit. The Silver Line extension opens this month. Will people use it? We're talking to Washington Post transportation reporter Lori Aritani about the airport's future and her secret tips on how to navigate the place. It's Monday, November 14th. I'm Michael Schaefer, and this is CityCast DC. Hey, Laurie, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. The Silver Line's coming. The Silver Line is coming. You will be able to go down from your workplace in downtown Washington and walk to your nearest Silver Line stop and get on the train. And how long is it going to take you to get to Dulles, assuming the train <laughs> shows up on time and all that? If everything is running, I think it is going to take about an hour. Okay. And then you get to Dulles and you get off the metro train. And then what happens? You will get off the metro train and you will walk through a tunnel underneath the part. If you're, if you're at Dulles, you know that there's that beautiful terminal and there is a giant parking lot in front of that terminal. So there is a giant parking lot between the metro station and the terminal. So you will take an underground tunnel that is basically walking under that parking lot to get to the terminal. So it is, I think, about a thousand feet. So it is not an insignificant walk. But once again, you put your pedometer on and you can feel good about all the steps that you're taking. But yeah, you'll be able to get off. It'll funnel you right into this tunnel. You wheel your suitcase in and there you are. You're at Dulles. Gotcha. You know, one of the things that's interesting, I grew up in DC and you would drive out to Dulles and it was like you left the Beltway and you were it was like you'd left civilization for a little while. There was just nothing. And then eventually there were just sort of some office buildings along the Dulles Access Road that had names of government contractors that you didn't recognize if you were a civilian. But eventually you got to the airport. And now civilization follows you the whole way. Suburbia follows you the whole way. And Dulles is not no longer at the end of anything. It's kind of in the middle of Northern Virginia, densely populated yeah. land. How does that change how the airport works? No, that's exactly right. And I think that's one of the hopes, right? That's why they built the Silver Line was the hope is that you build the rail line and development will grow around it, right? Offices will move, companies will come because your employees can get to the to your company by the Silver Line. And if they want to go to the airport, they just hop on the Silver Line. So that was the hope was that building the airport would foster development on that corridor. And you're seeing it. I mean, just in the first phase of the Silver Line opened in uh, 2014. And the terminus right now is Wheelie Reston. And I don't know if you've been out there, but if you remember that area pre-Silver Line was like 
one or two story buildings, not a lot going on. You drive out there. I've heard people complain that there's a building by the Wheelie resting station that lights up at night and people feel it's too Vegasy, like being in Las mm. Vegas. But you can see all that growth along that rail line and that's what they were hoping to do, right? So at each metro station, right, there's going to be six stations. So even if you go out to the end at in Loudoun County, you'll see that there's housing, there may be shopping, right? There are always going to be parking garages, but the hope, right, that's the hope they talk about transit-oriented development, right? They want people to live near the rail station so they won't have to drive, that they'll hop on the Silver Line to get to wherever they're going. And presumably the landlords in these new buildings can say to the prospective tenants, hey, if you rent here, you'll just be two stops from being able to send your employees to the airport. Yes, exactly. It'll be awesome. That was the real hope. And if you drive along the Dulles Toll Road, there has always been that center median, right? It was built with the idea that at some point they would have rail to Dulles decades and decades ago. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in DC. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. So I, I have a big sort of fundamental question, which is by the standards of flying, like for people who know about this stuff, review this stuff, is Dulles like good? <laughs> I fly out of Dulles and I don't mind flying out of Dulles. The one thing that mm-hmm. I don't like is that you will do a lot of walking. But I think from the outside, you've been there. It's a beautiful terminal. It's hard to beat that terminal, you know, in the snow during a sunset. Inside, it probably does need a makeover. And I think they're about to launch a makeover. The terminals are a little shabby, but you can get to your gate and get where you're going. And that's pretty much, I think, what people want from an airport. Right. So it was ranked DC's best airport. Wow, that's interesting. Because if you've been in the area, you know that there's this odd bias in some parts of DC about Dulles. People feel like it's really far out. Members of Congress don't want to drive all the way out there. So they're always pushing to try and get longer distance flights at national so they can just hop from the hill to national and don't have to make that 30 or 40 minute drive out to Dulles. Yeah, that's John McCain's real legacy as as far as I'm concerned. that That is that flight to Phoenix. Thank you, Senator McCain. For all of the maligning that we city sophisticates do of Dulles, the stats seem to suggest more and more people are flying out of there. What's happening? So yeah, Dulles Dulles had a went through a really difficult time in the mid right around 2013 2014 and it had this embarrassing moment where more people were flying out of National than were flying out of Dulles. 
But around 2018, sort of right before the pandemic set in, they started to bounce back in part because why are people going to come to your airport? Because you offer them the flights that they want, right? So Dulles has really beefed up its international offerings. They've also been able to get a couple of discount carriers in. They had Frontier in a few years ago. That didn't quite work out. And Frontier pulled out, but now Allegiant is in there. So you've got Allegiant, you've got a discount offering in there. But I think for people that want to fly internationally and live in the D.C. area, really your main option is going to be Dallas. That's where you're going to want to go. So who runs the thing? Is it the same folks as run DCA or are they competing with each other? No, DCA and Dulles are sister airports, I guess you would say. They are run by an entity called the Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority, which is its sort of separate freestanding authority that runs and manages both airports. The interesting thing about Dulles and National is that they're both federally owned. Some airports are owned by cities, some are owned by counties, but these two airports are owned by the federal government. So EMWA was created to manage that, and they lease the airports from the federal government. Bureaucratically, are like the, do the people at Dulles like secretly compete with the people at DCA? They think they're <laughs> I think small they like, time. I think they like to think they're all one happy family. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about national is, Everybody loves National, right? If you live in the city, it's got that metro connection. It's really easy to get in and out of. Now that they've gotten rid of infamous gate 35X and replaced it with that lovely new 14 gate terminal, it's more pleasant. But the funny thing about National is they don't want more people because they're so small. They'd rather them go to Dulles because they just they don't have the space. Poor Paul Malandrino, who's the airport manager out there, is a wonderful guy. But he is constantly clearing out closets and empty spaces and trying to repurpose them because they just they don't have a lot of room to grow. So one big thing happening at Dulles is there is room to grow and they are growing. They've added stuff. Can you walk us through what is being added? Yeah, the biggest announcement for Dulles was earlier this year, they announced that they are going to build a new 14-gate concourse. It's going to be about 400,000 square feet on top of the aerotrain stop, the C-stop. But basically, this is the start of an effort to replace the C and D terminal that was built, believe it or not, in 1983 as a temporary structure until they could build something nicer and fancier. The last time Dulles had a major makeover, it's been more than a decade. So that's the only other thing. So this new 14-gate concourse that they're going to be building that will hopefully open in 2026, the last time they had a big makeover, it's been more than a decade. That's when they built a new control tower. They built the aero train system and they added a fourth runway. The backstory there, if I recall, they've got this amazing, like, Aerosarinen, beautiful piece of architecture. And back in the day, you would go into that beautiful space, and then you would get into one of those mobile lounges, yes. and it would take you to your plane. Mm-hmm. And that turned out not to be the airport of the future. Yes. So they they put up, be, began putting up what they thought were temporary fixes, and then they became sort of semi-permanent. And now you're saying they're building real stuff. Yeah. Now they're hoping to replace those 1983 era terminals. In the early 2000s, they had built this aero train, right? So it's this train, if you've ever been there, that runs people to the terminal. And the idea was people would hop on that train and it would 
take you around to your terminal and you could say goodbye to those moon buggies, those mobile lounges. We wouldn't need those anymore. But for the record, I like them. Well, see, that's the thing is people, they have become kitsch now, right? Like when they want to get rid of these, there's going to be all these people going to be like, no, 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 we love these mobile lounges. (laughs) Well, and you know, actually, uh, Dulles has, (laughs) you can have your birthday party at Dulles. And part of really? the party is that you could ride a mobile lounge. Have you ever been to this? It's such have, a birthday party? I have party? never been to this. I, I don't know <laughs> if they're doing it now because of the pandemic. But mm-hmm. I remember right before the pandemic, someone said, you can have your birthday party there. You could you, you could have a little birthday. You could have your martini and your drink in your very glamorous mobile lounge. My birthday is August 4th, so you've all got a long time to plan, but it'll be a lot of fun. There you go. So about the the fixes, how long is it going to take? What's it going to cost? The hope is that the new 14-gate concourse that they're talking about would open in 2026. Um, They're still working on the cost estimate, but the last I heard, it was going to be about $500 million to $800 million. They got $49.6 million from the bipartisan infrastructure money. So that's a little bit, but 49, 50 million for a 500 to 800 million project, they're going to have to raise a lot more money to pay for it. But hopefully by 2026, they will be cutting a ribbon on that new 14 gate terminal. And then from there, right now they're in this master plan process where they're trying to figure out other things that they're going to fix or change or renovate at the airport so that they've been having meetings that the public can weigh in. I know one thing folks get really frustrated about at Dulles is when you come back and have to go through customs. Sometimes it can be a very long wait, but the airport people have heard you and they are going to try and fix that. (laughs) So Laurie, do you have any pro tips for being at Dulles, navigating it? One of the pro tips now that's sort of a, a new thing at airports is before the pandemic, Nobody was parking at airports because they were all taking Lyft and Ubers. They were all taking ride sharing. Now, parking lots are filling up at airports. So my one pro tip if you're driving there is reserve your parking in advance. You can get a space and you can often get a discount at Dulles. Allow extra time because the one thing about Dulles is it's a big airport. And whether you get to your gate by those little moon buggies that I'm sure were all the rage (laughs) in the 60s when it opened, or on the aero train, you probably may end up walking a fair bit of distance. So build a lot of time in. Laurie Aratani, we can read your work in the Washington Post uh, writing about transportation. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And um, I'll, I'll look forward to your birthday party. And before you go, some quick news. First up, Speaking of that Silver Line expansion, union members at Loudoun County Transit have authorized a potential strike, which could impact the bus routes that actually get people to the trains. The union, it's called ATU Local 689, it says the private contractor that employs them has failed to adequately staff in preparation for the new trains. Their wages and benefits are the lowest for any transit agency in the region, so keep your eyes open for potential delays as a result of this. Meanwhile, the city has launched a new site called Reuse DC. It's where residents can find info on where to repair, donate, and shop secondhand items. There's an interactive map. There's also information on neighbor exchanges and food waste reduction. If you need to donate secondhand items, we'll have that link in our show notes. 
All right, that's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave a review, and subscribe to the morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Wait, do you, Gloria Artani, the legendary transportation reporter, ever pull rank there and say, like, listen, no, don't you make me wait? You know who I am? <laughs> no. no, in fact, like, if they, they heard, if I was in the building, they might make me go to the back of the line. <laughs>